This morning we're going to continue our sermon series. We started it last week entitled Preparing for Something Great. It is the lead in to our 100 consecutive days of preaching through the Gospel of John. And my prayer, my hope is that God would move in that effort, that God would do something mind-blowing in that effort. My hope, my prayer is that Christ would be known, that Christ would be exalted, that the lost world would hear of our risen Savior, uh, that eternities would change as people are saved. That is my prayer. Do you know today that is the, the possibility Do you know that is the potential in this, that Jesus Christ would be known, that that the truth of the gospel would be heard, and that people would find Jesus and be saved? Folks, let me tell you something this morning. Let me be very honest with you. We need a movement of God today. Today, it is the 4th of July in our nation, Independence Day in our nation. And I'll just be honest with you, our nation needs a movement of God today. Look around. Our nation needs a movement of God today. Well, I'll tell you, that will start in the church. And so I'll just also tell you, the church today needs a movement of God. We talked about that last week. The church today needs a movement of God. And my prayer is that that would start here. Do you know that is the possibility? That is the potential. Why not here Why not now? Why not now that God would move in us and through us? And so we are preparing for something great. These weeks leading up, we are preparing for something great. Last week we started with an honest look at why we do not see God move. Well, this week we're going to take another step. And the question is, following last week, what is the need? Why do we care if God moves? Why does it matter? The sermon is entitled this morning, Why Care? So here we are preparing for something great, seeking a movement of God. And the question this morning is, why care? I'm going to ask if you would stand this morning. I'm going to go back and read some verses that I read last week. You can listen and follow along. From Lamentations chapter 3, there's a great set of verses there. And verse 25 says this, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the person who seeks Him. Now I want you to listen very carefully to those words. That is who our God is. This is who He is. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the person who seeks Him. And then I'm going to read Psalm 126 as I did last week. Listen to this. When the Lord brought back the captive ones of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with joyful shouting. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap with joyful shouting. He who goes to and fro weeping, carrying his bag of seeds, shall indeed come again with a shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, we come today, we are thankful for you. We're thankful for the truth today that we have a risen, 
resurrected Savior. We're thankful that in the gospel of Christ, that by faith in you, we are saved. That we can be sure of that. We can have confidence that it is a, a finished transaction, that we're saved by faith in you. Lord, we praise you for that. Lord, I, I pray for us on this day for, for our nation. I pray, Lord, that we would turn to you. I pray that the gospel will be proclaimed across our land, that there will be a, a sweeping movement of God in our nation. Lord, I pray for our churches today. I pray that there will be revival in our churches, a, a marked movement of God in our churches. And Lord, I ask and I plead with you, let it begin here. Let it begin in these days. Empower us, lead us, bless us, dear Lord, and use us. Lord, I pray for, for this service. I pray that you're known through it. I pray that we are trained in it. I pray that we are equipped for the coming days. Lord, I pray most of all that the gospel would go out, that lost folks would be saved, and that you would be glorified in and through your people. The name of Jesus will be lifted high. We love you today, Lord. We praise you, and we worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If you remember last week, we looked at the reasons that God does not move. It was a very honest evaluation. We looked at the reasons that God does not move. The reason that most of us have never seen a true revival or movement of God. Now, we may have been to revivals. We may have seen uh, some tremendous things. God does move. But I think most of us would say we haven't actually been a part of a true movement of God. Well, some of those reasons, first we saw last week, that the first reason we do not care if God moves. Now, we say that we do, but really we do not care if God moves. We've situated our life, we've structured our life that a movement of God really wouldn't make much difference for us. The second reason we saw last week is that we are not sorrowful over sin. As believers, we are not sorrowful over sin. We wink at it. We excuse it. We accept it. We actually join in it. We, we like it. And as believers, we are not sorrowful over sin. I was looking and I've been looking. Did you know every great revival in the Bible, in history, in the modern day, every great revival that I can find started with brokenness over sin. And that was the common denominator. And all of these movements of God, you go through the pages of Scripture, you go through the, the, the annals of history, every great movement of God started with brokenness over sin and a turning, a movement of repentance. Well, one of the reasons we do not see God move today is we are not sorrowful over sin. The third thing we saw last week, one of the reasons we do not see God move is we're not bothered by the lost. Now we know the lost are around us, but honestly, in the, in the course of our daily lives, we are not bothered by the lost, at least not enough to do something about it. And then we saw the fourth reason, the biggest reason, we somehow have lost sight of the glory of God. Now I think that really shades and that influences all of those other pieces, but somehow today we have lost sight of the glory of God, and we have forgotten who He is. 
We have forgotten that he is the creator, that he is the sustainer, that he is all powerful, that he is perfect in wisdom, that he is just, that he is holy. We have somehow today made our God a mundane thing. We've lost sight of the glory of God. Well, today we're going to go deeper. We're going to go further in our mission to prepare. And so we ask this morning, why care? What is the need? Why does it matter? Why would we, why do we even care? And so that's the question this morning as we move forward. Why care? Well, in our goal to seek God's movement in this effort, this morning I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you four reasons that we care. Why would we care? Why do we care if God moves today? I'm going to give you four reasons that we care. The first reason, we care because we carry the name of Jesus Christ. We care because we carry the name of Jesus Christ. I think we forget that. I think somehow in the busyness of life we lose sight of that. We are called Christians. If you go look it up in the Greek, the original language in the book of Acts, it means little Christ. We are little Christ. As followers of Christ, we carry the name of Jesus Christ. We have trusted Jesus. We have turned to Jesus. And as we live as believers, we, you and I, we actually carry the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to think about that. This week, you carried the name of Jesus Christ. The things that you did, the way that you responded, the way that you speak, the things that you prioritize, this past week, you, we, carried the name of Jesus Christ. So why would we seek God to do powerful things? Why would we want our life to be given for not normal things? It is because we have followed and thus we carry the name of Jesus. Let me tell you something this morning. How sad to see believers, people that carry the name of Jesus Christ, so defeated today. You know, we carry the name of Jesus Christ and we go around with our tail between our legs and we go around, we're as hopeless as any people we come across in the world. How sad it is that a follower of Christ carrying his name would be so defeated today. How sad it is that we're so compromised today, that we've sold out to the world, that we've become so consumed in the things of the world. How sad it is that a follower of Jesus Christ carrying his name has, has found himself so compromised today. How sad to see believers so unconcerned today, so apathetic today. Do you know Jesus himself said that he cannot stand lukewarm believers? Friends, we carry the name of Jesus. Psalm 115, verses 1 through 8. Now listen to this. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your loving kindness, because of your truth. Listen to this. Why should the nation say, where now is their God? But our God is in the heavens and he does whatever he pleases. 
Their idols are silver and gold, the work of man's hands. They have mouths, but they cannot speak. They have eyes, but they cannot see. They have ears, but they cannot hear. They have noses, but they cannot smell. They have hands, but they cannot feel. They have feet, but they cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throat. Those who make them will become like them. Everyone who trusts in them. Verse 8, the truth of that is, you become like the God you follow. Scripture is full of folks that cried out, God, move. God, move in our midst. God, move in our day. Work that the world would know that you alone are God. Over and over as you read the Old Testament, God, move today that the world would know that you alone are God. Remember the story of David as he, as he picks up the stone and he prays, God, move so that these Philistines would know that there is a God in Israel. We seek God's movement in us and through us in big ways and small ways because we carry the name of Jesus Christ. You and I carry the name of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this morning. Today, what could God do? What could he do in our church? What could he do in your home? What could he do in your life? What could he do in our town? What could he do in our, in our nation so troubled? What could God do today? Do you ever think about that? Could he still part the Red Sea? Could he crush the, the, the army of Pharaoh? Could he still do that? Could he, could he part the, the Jordan River? Could he defeat the prophets of Baal, the, 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 the evil prophets there of the world? Could, could he defeat the prophets of Baal today? What could God do Today, let me tell you the deal. We today have started acting like those things are cartoon events. And they're so far-fetched and they're so far back in our past, we start to think, well, you know what? I know that he parted the Red Sea, but in my mind, it's some sort of cartoon event. And we, we start to act like our God is a cartoon God. And we say those things, we talk about those things, but we do not expect today that that is still our God. Listen, what could God do today? Hear me today. We do not follow a cartoon God. We follow Jesus back from the grave, reigning as king, coming again. We follow Jesus today. What could he do We care because we follow, because we carry the name of Jesus. We carry the name of Jesus. Second reason we care, we care because God sent us. We care because God sent us. Folks, that ought to be reason enough for us today. God sent us. Be very sure, the, the sure and settled testimony of Scripture is God has empowered us, God has commissioned us, and God has sent us as believers to declare the gospel 
of Jesus Christ. That is the testimony of Scripture. As a believer, God has empowered us, He has commissioned us, and He has sent us to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so listen to me, if we are to walk in faith, if we are actually to walk in God's will, if we are to actually be obedient, then we seek the powerful movement of God in the declaration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We care because He sent us. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. 1 Peter 3, 15. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. God's plan, listen, is that the gospel would be spread through his people. His plan is that the gospel would be shared through believers. And if we will not do it, no one else will. No one else is going to. We care about God moving. We care about the gospel going out. We care about Christ being preached and exalted. We care about Jesus being known to a lost world because he sent us. I've thought about that. And here's the deal with that. We hear that over and over and over. Go ye therefore into all nations, and you shall be my witnesses. We hear that over and over and over. I think we believe that. I, I believe we know that. We're sure of it. We just think somebody else is going to do it. Go and make disciples. The Bible says it. Surely somebody else will do it. You shall be my witnesses. Yes, that's right. The Bible says it. But we hope somebody else is going to do it. I want you to hear me this morning. If you are saved by faith in Jesus Christ, if you have trusted Jesus for your salvation, no matter your age, no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, no matter the station or the situation of your life, no matter how long you've been saved, saved listen to me, he sent you to tell a lost world the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, I was hoping my preacher would do it. Well, I was hoping some folks in the church that are evangelistic would do it. I was hoping that somebody that was bold would do it. Listen, if you've trusted Jesus Christ, the testimony of Scripture is He sent you. Why would you care? Because God sent us. First thing, why do we care? We carry the name of Jesus. Second thing, why do we care? Because God sent us. Third, why do we care? Why seek a revival in the church? Why seek God to move in power? Why actually be desperate for it? Why be consumed with it? Third reason is this. Because any person outside of Christ will perish. Any person outside of Christ, they are lost, 
They are lost and they will perish. Really? Isn't there a loophole to that? What about good people? What about people we love? Is, is, is that really how it's going to work? After all, God's forgiving and gracious and loving. Is that, is that really what, how, how, how it's set up? Is that really how it's going to work? Really? Open your ears and listen. In Acts chapter 4, verse 12. And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. John chapter 3, verse 18. And he who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. John chapter 3, verse 36. And he who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Revelation chapter 20, verses 11 through 15. Listen to this. And then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged for the things which are written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. Verse 15. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Hear me today. Listen to me. God is kind to sinners. God is gracious beyond measure. God is merciful to those that have rebelled. He is love. It's who he is. And his mercy is shown. His grace is given. His kindness is manifest. His love is proclaimed in Jesus. And by faith in him, we are saved. But those outside of Jesus Christ, they are doomed. They are hopeless. They are lost. And they will perish. Why bother? Why care? Why seek God's movement? Why be consumed with it? Because those outside of Jesus will perish. Does that stir us? Does that bother us? Are we so insulated in our own comfort, our own, our own focus that that doesn't, that doesn't move us? Those outside of Jesus will perish. Last reason, why I care? First, we carry the name of Christ. Second, God sent us. Third, those outside of Christ will perish. And the fourth reason is this, why I care? Because he is worthy. Goes back to last week, we've lost our astonishment with God. 
Listen, if we were staunch with God, if we knew who God was, we would understand He is worthy. Our God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, He is worthy. He is worthy of our effort. He is worthy of our praise. He is worthy of our worship. He is worthy of our time. He is worthy of our treasure. He is worthy of our obedience. He is worthy of our breath. He is worthy of our very lives given to him. Our Savior Jesus is worthy. The scene in heaven. If you can imagine it, Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. And the elders and those in heaven are saying, Worthy are you, O Lord, and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. Worthy are you, O Lord, and our God, to receive glory and honor and power. Worthy are you, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power. O Lord, you are worthy. Let me ask you this morning, why would we hold anything back? Why would we seek anything else Our Savior Jesus is worthy. He's worthy. Hundred days preaching in a row. Hundred days preaching in a row. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm too old and I'm too heavy to try it. It is highly inconvenient. It is weird. It is strange. Let me just tell you, it's probably crazy. People ask me, why? Why would you do that? Why? In fact, almost every conversation I've had with folks upon hearing what the plan is, the very first question, they say, why? Why would you do that? Why? That's the question, why? Why? I look at the dates. Sarah Joe goes back to college, and I will be preaching, and I won't take her. You know, I've taken her to school every first day since kindergarten. I won't take her this year. I'll be preaching. Kale's fall tennis schedule, team tennis, you know what, I'll, I'll be preaching. Carrie's birthday, September 20th. And we'll celebrate, but you know what I'll be doing? I'll be preaching. 100 days, why would you do it? Let me just tell you, it's not because there's not much going on. And it's not because we don't have much to do. But I want you to hear me today, and I want you to remember this. I want you to be certain of this. Why would we do this? It is because today in 2021, our world is lost and it is hurting. Look, our world is suffering. It is hurting. It is clamoring for answers and it can't find the truth. And our pulpits have gone silly. Our churches have gone silly. And you can't find the truth in our day. And our, and our generation, our world is actually walking, laughing to its own destruction 
It is because our hope alone is in the proclaimed gospel of Jesus Christ. Haven't we figured that out yet? There's not two hopes. There's not a retirement that's gonna pay off. There's not a relationship that'll make all things better. Our hope alone is in the proclaimed gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want you to hear me today. And most of all, you can be certain it is because he is worthy. That is why he is worthy. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and poor contempt on all my pride. See from his head, his hand, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. There such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Our Savior Jesus, our precious Savior, is worthy. He's worthy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come. The first thing we do is we come and we tell you, Lord, we're sinners. Lord, I'm sorry that we get used to our sin. Sorry that we start months where we mock you and our sin. Sorry that we're so compromised to join the world in sin. We come today and I, I ask that you would convict us. I ask that you would lead us in a movement of repentance. I pray that, Lord, that we would be so sick and tired and shamed in our sin that we would turn quickly to you and we'd seek the relief that we have in Jesus. Help us in that. Lord, I come and I also tell you I'm sorry that we are so situated in life and the circumstances that we've set up that we no longer seek your movement. Lord, change that as well. Help us to see that we are desperate for, that our world desperately needs a movement of God. We can post posts and we can put up banners and we can sing songs, but it won't happen to the, to the hearts of men change. So there's a movement in the church and the gospel goes out of that church. Lord, help us in that. Lord, I come and I pray for those in this room right here. Enable us, equip us, shape us, empower us. Most of all, Lord, use us. Don't let us, don't let us waste another day. Use us for your glory. And I pray for, for some, maybe one in this service that doesn't know you. I pray that in the hearing of the, the truth that there is hope, that there is forgiveness, there is peace in Jesus, that today they might trust you. Lord, work, stir in their heart, remove any barrier, any hindrance. We pray that today would be the day of their salvation. Help us be bold in, your, in the proclamation of the truth. And Lord, I pray that in every piece of this, that you are known and that you are glorified because, Lord, you are worthy. We praise you. We worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.